0: Um, We're going to finish up uh, early today, um, hopefully by five, or maybe a little sooner. um, In the seminar, we're now pay yourself employees and directors first, but the... The vast majority of you um, are, aren't are as concerned with this now as as the other things that we've talked about and what was similar to the supplement I talked about in the conclusion. The person that is the most concerned about that left uh, Thursday night, and that's Robert, the very and Bob, because he's already accumulated quite a bit of, net worth and equity in his transaction and he's only pulled out maybe fifteen or twenty percent of it and he's left a lot on the table so that's why I'm recommending that um, he uh, refinance himself because at such low interest rates even though for about five years ago I said I didn't think the interest rates were going to get any lower they've gotten lower and the good news is they've gotten lower. The bad news is when they spring back the other way, like the rubber band example that I talked about, I don't know how high they're going to go. Currently, worldwide interest rates are trying to facilitate um, finance transactions. But right now, as we've talked about in some <coughs> detail, the banks aren't loaning to small and medium enterprises. SME's as they're called, they're loaning to larger enterprises and large transactions because there's no shortage of large transactions. And um, although the mergers and acquisitions is not at a high, it's certainly not what it was in 2008, nine, and part of 10, where it really dried up because of the money. Um, I'm not sure whether the euro is going to hold up. I'm not sure if the EU is going to hold up. But there's not enough tension about it with Italy um, and Spain and uh, Greece that, as I told you uh, earlier today, when there's uncertainty, there's great opportunity. So there's certainly great opportunity. Now, I'm not suggesting you go to Italy, Spain or Greece to buy the Um... But I'm sure there are assets that are cheaper there. If the euro collapses or one of these countries collapse, then you'll be able to buy up assets, you know, for pennies on the dollars. I'm also not suggesting you do that because even though most of you are young enough to ride out a whole cycle, economic cycle, I don't suggest that. You can spend your time better places than fighting for survival in the beginning, finding finance and fighting for survival, uh, speaking a foreign language, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then uh, making a fortune in Greece. Um, Italy or Spain, but so you don't have to go there. For the people that are in Europe, Central Europe, the Romanians, uh, uh, Austrians, and uh, Britain and uh, U.S., there's plenty of opportunity. Um, are there any uh, any questions for anything that we've covered so far? Okay, well let's get into this and uh, put a little bit. It's on YouTube. Um, All we discussed for all these hours, these 57 plus hours that we've talked, not including the private time, for at least an hour each of you, some of you more, doesn't mean a goddamn thing if you don't get the money out, because as I said in the first day, a lot of us have been told, or at least the older generation, have been told, I don't understand any business better than my own, so I'll put my money back in my own business. I'm not going to be in the stock market. I'm not going to be in investments, etc., so I'm going to put my money back in my own business. And then, lo and behold, after 5, 10, 15, 25, 30 years, you've got your money in your own business and the cycle goes against you, so you're in the shitter. As I've said, for those of you that are 40, and there's not too many people in in the room, there's only three of us that are 40 in the room. if you're in an upcycle sell because it's a lot easier to build another business up and then try to get out of a second business or third business than to work in the same business 25 30 35 years and then sell because what did I say everybody 95% of the businesses go up for sale don't sell year to year because everybody's trying to get rich out of one transaction instead of getting rich out of a series of transactions again that's why you need to take cash out and you need to cash out not just for yourself but for your employees and your directors good times or bad times are a recession or a boom always remember to take cash to pay cash out even if it's tight then when it's time to uh, exit you don't have to squeeze the last penny out of the deal to get wealthy remember 95% of the businesses don't sell on a year-to-year basis okay there's an easy seven. I, well, it's not, nothing's easy, but there, but I call it the easy seven step to exit. Um, I, I was explaining to uh, one of the gypsy leaders here earlier today that if he wants to know uh, uh, why is it a good idea to exit if you're making good cash and it's cash flowing. Okay, because you can not always, but you can almost always sell your business for more than it's worth then if you wait for 20 or 30 years to run it uh, either into the ground or run it more profitably and then you got the cash and the cash is yours then you decide what to do with it on the next cycle make your business independent of you a business not saleable is not saleable uh, unless it is almost independently independent of you as an owner meaning that You want to be able to sell the business without me, without you, without Doris. So how do you make it independent? And who wants to buy a business that is dependent on a gypsy stain, Or Benoit stain? Or Michelle stain? Or Marcus stain? Or me stain? Nobody does. Because then what they want to do is, okay, we'll buy your business over the next three to five years, and we'll pay you a third, a third, and a third. And ultimately they're buying out of your own cash. But how much is your business worth without you? Doris buys businesses at six, seven, eight, nine times what? Yearly monthly monthly cash flow. Because in her business there's very few long-term contracts and the business could dry up. So other businesses sell for three, four, five, six times cash flow, yearly cash flow. Hers sells for monthly cash flow on a multiple level. Most owners and founders cannot let their baby go and they end up crippling the business or uh, or capping its growth at a lower level. We've talked about um, pride of authorship whereby we hang on to the business and we don't allow it to grow. Uh, We certainly have people that believe in pride of authorship here before and some of you in this room believe if not on a conscious level, on a subconscious level, in prior to authorship. Otherwise, we wouldn't get some of the questions we're getting. And as I've seen, it kills more deals than unfortunately Hitler and Stalin did during World War II. because they hang on. I've given you multiple examples of people that I've known from the 1997 uh, Harvard tape to 1993 Harvard tape. And over my career, where people hung on to businesses too long, and ultimately they should shut them down. See, most entrepreneurs are great deal makers, but poor managers. We have no great world-class managers in this room, myself included. In fact, we've had very, very fucking few good managers that have ever come through the program dating back almost 20 years. So, what does that tell you? It tells you that most entrepreneurs can't manage themselves out of a wet paper bag. We've talked about the people that the rare people like Smith at Federal Express, the rare people like Dell, the rare people that have started a company with an idea, and that are still there after 20, 30, and even forty years in Federal Express example. Because we can't manage. And because we've got pride of authorship, we won't turn loose. To bring in managers, so then we just write the fucker into the ground. And then we try to sell it though, in Bavaria, in Bob's case, or uh, in Austria, in the, the timber mill, timber lumber guys, and then we still want the top dollar for it. It's not just this group, it's every group that's ever come through. Be prepared to share and ultimately let go of your dream. Only if we can, if you can realize the benefits of your dream. Realize means to make real, tangible means pulling fucking cash, cash out. If you can pull out diamonds, gold, silver, good. Diamonds are the best; they're the most fungible because you can put them in your pockets and leave countries. But unless you make it real, it's not worth anything, or worth much less. Step two, make your business a turnkey operation, systematize everything. We've talked about processes, procedures, priorities, etc. Make it so when they come in, there's a 30 to 50 page booklet that you can give them, that they can run the business without you. That's very difficult in the internet arena because there's so many different nuances robert went through the nuances of building a business on the net for four and a half hours today a lot of the guys that are on the net knew a lot of what he said some of the stuff some of the stuff he uses different tools than you use but there was some additional information but what if you had to give that book those 300 slides 300 plus slides to somebody and to try to sell them the business well, it you not What the fuck? It's not possible. Unless it was another net guy. And then another net guy is more likely to just replicate it and steal it. Why buy it when I can replicate it and or steal it? That's why assets on the net are so darn hard to sell. Because it's tough to put a value on. Empower your employees. Let them make mistakes your employees that are part of this situation that you should have given stock to so they have equity so they're part of the solution and not just part of the problems. We've all talked about employees problems since we've been here. There hasn't been anybody that hasn't cried about employees not doing what they were supposed to do, not doing what you expected them to do and certainly never doing what the fuck you told them to do. So we all know that all businesses are great. Except for the fucking employees, restaurant business is great. Except for the employees, construction business is great. Except for the employees, the wedding business that is here is great. Except we gotta have the goddamn weddings. We gotta have the fat fucking slappers in here with their mothers. Why can't they just write us a check, or better yet, send us a fucking wire transfer, and not come to our restaurants? not cover our business and then we don't have to deal with them because all this dealing with the employer, the, uh, the customers, excuse me are debilitating in the short term, intermediate term and long term so at the end of the day as I have said at the beginning of the seminar it's people that make a business and it's people that make customers and how to deal with them emotionally in a a profitable yet 21st century as close to being as politically correct as you can. I'm not that politically correct, so it's tougher for me. I'm 67 years old and I'm not going to learn too many new tricks. But even an old dog can learn new tricks. I don't mean this in a bad way, but we got an old dog here who's turning a new trick or two, and she's been, been at it a long, long time. And she's gone from a a bricks-and-mortars type service business to of all things internet scum net scum at her age I'm sure I'm not so sure to make your mom proud I'm sure your mom's been gone a while but and if Doris can learn the scum business, the net scum business then anybody can but she's still gonna have to deal with people And it's still emotional bank accounts. And it's still knowing that we were coded genetically to be afraid.